The NFL Draft is right around the corner, and today's show, we're here to gossip a little bit about some of the potential NFL trades during the draft that could shake up the fantasy landscape. Before we do, I want to make sure you follow us across the board, at Razball Fantasy on YouTube, IGA, TikTok, and of course, make sure you jump over to Razball.com. We're doing great stuff on the football, basketball, baseball, and hockey side. Anything you need to win your fantasy league in whatever fantasy league you are in. But today's show is going to discuss five potential trades during the NFL draft that could shake up the fantasy landscape starting right now. Now, if I need a man to gossip with, it's going to be Matthew Styles. You can follow him at Styles08 on Twitter. Matt, what's going on, man? Uh, so I had five names, but they were different than yours. Nice. Yeah, Rattle so- them off. Go ahead. It was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and then at number one, it was Aaron Rodgers. How are you feeling about the trade, Matt? Obviously, if people don't know, you're a big Packers fan. So how are you feeling so far about that I trade? Think, uh, I think Green Bay fleeced the Jets. I, I, I actually think I disagree. Like, you moved up – well, okay, here's the thing, right? So there's $100 million of potential cap savings that you're going to get from this trade, potentially, if Aaron Rodgers, you know, goes through the motions and plays two full seasons, yada, yada. So that's great. But you really moved up two spots, got a first and a, and a second and a first, potentially. That's basically what the compensation is. To so move up two spots, a conditional second, that'll probably be a first and a second round pick this year. That's not the haul we've seen in the past for guys like Russell Wilson and stuff. That being said, I think for the Packers' sake, they didn't have a choice. Rodgers basically said, I'm going to the Jets. You're not negotiating with anybody else. There's literally nothing they could have done. So in that lens, I guess it's okay. But I honestly think they don't, the craziest part is the Jets got to keep their first round pick this year, which is absolutely wild. But let you any final thoughts about the trade? Well, they they moved down two spots, but basically they kept their slot. Yeah, Green Bay went up to thirteen. I think Green Bay trades down in, uh, from thirteen. Uh, but uh, we we digress. I got you off track. Um, no. I- yeah, I think it's a good trade for both teams, especially if Rodgers stays healthy. I think it's good for, for the Jets fans, but they should not expect that that's a golden ticket to uh, the next Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we've seen it with the with the Jets, uh, with the Packers over the last 10 decade or so. It hasn't been just an automatic uh, Super Bowl trip. That being said, I would think that the Jets, it's different for the Jets because their defense is ready-made. They have... Let's say, I mean, listen, they have a, a makes more sense wide receiver core than what the Packers mm-hmm. said last year, at least, with Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and Corey Davis, Miko um, Harmon, etc. So we'll see. I'm excited. They have Brees Hall in the backfield, too. Let's see if Nathaniel Hackett just stays out of Aaron Rodgers' way. That is probably my advice to Nathaniel Hackett. After what we saw last year at Denver, just stay out of Aaron Rodgers' way. Let the man basically call the offense and make you look good. That's my advice to you. All right, let's get into five potential NFL draft day trades. This is a fun one. Basically, look at the rumor mill. These are basically current players that could be on the trade block. Five to one that we're going to talk about today. The first one is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And now, CH basically, the former first-round pick LSU kid, basically lost his job. Now, I think there are some uh, caveats to this in the sense that his value is going to be low. I mean, you're probably looking at a day three pick. He doesn't make a lot of money, only 2.7. But the keys are that the Chiefs have said that they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option, duh, until after the draft. 
if they do, which they won't. Um, the reason why is why would they handcuff another team to pay CEH, whatever it is, $5.7 million next year if they don't have to? So uh, basically, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN said some NFL teams have the Chiefs on their radar. Um, so we'll see. What's your thoughts about a potential CEH trade? Any teams you have in mind that would be a good fit for him? Uh, well, I mean, they're, it, it's either – at this point, it's either re-sign, right, or pick up the fifth-year option uh, or trade him for something. So at this point, they're going to have to trade him um, for, like you say, a day three pick probably makes sense, sixth, seventh round type. Um, and he needs to go to a place where he can be the complementary back. He He's proven he's not a three-down back all season. He just doesn't have – uh, what it takes, I think, to be a running back one. So he's going to have to find a a team like Minnesota, right? If Alexander Madison steps up and is now the number one and Dalvin Cook is dealt, we'll get into that in a little bit, uh, that maybe he's the complimentary back there. Uh, he could go into Seattle if one of those two running backs is not completely healthy moving forward. So I think there's all kinds of, uh, of options for him. But I agree with you. They're going to have to wait till after the draft uh, when his price tag is a little bit lower. Uh, a couple teams that came to mind. First off, there has been some trade rumors about another player we're going to talk about later that CEH could be included in a trade to the uh, Arizona Cardinals in a package for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the other teams that might make sense in some ways for him are like the Seattle Seahawks, who don't have a lot of depth right now behind Kenneth Walker, the Los Angeles Rams, who don't have a lot of depth, who have a history of trading picks for current play, like active players. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth around Cam Akers. Two teams that stand out, though, are t- are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because they both had a lot of interest in CEH during their draft process. Bruce Arians specifically, I heard, I saw a lot of information about how excited he was about CEH coming out. So there could be something there, especially with their depth behind Rashad White. Dallas, they could be maybe looking for a compliment. Zeke probably makes more sense just re-signing him, but that could be an option too. Let's jump on to number four. It's Derrick Henry, I think, uh, and Ryan Tannehill. The Titans as a whole just seem like they're trying to shake things up a little bit. Uh, with Derrick Henry, uh, Akbar, uh, one of the guys that used to, you know, uh, works at, I want to say, CBS now. Akbar Bajabiamila. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, him uh, basically said that Derrick Henry to the uh, – you heard it here first, Derrick Henry to the Eagles. Um, it shook up the fantasy landscape. Now, listen, Derrick Henry plus that Eagles offensive line equals – the question for you is how, how – would you take him at 101? Is that how good he could be? The second part of this, too, is Ryan Tannehill. The Titans have been rumored to be connected to some of these quarterbacks like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Um, any thoughts about potential trades, landing spots, et cetera, for these Titans players? So if Henry goes to Philly, I take him one zero one, and I take Hertz three zero one. Right? I mean, I, I listen. Sometimes you just don't overthink it. Like that offense, like Derrick Henry behind that offensive line, he will just crush people. Like, well, and they, and, yeah, and then they put eight in a box, and Jalen Hurts goes out the other side. I know. Or right, by the right. way, by the way, they they have three really good pass catchers too. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Yeah, there's nothing. There would be that would be absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh AJ Brown's there. So the Eagles yeah. and I think the other problem though with this trade is that the Eagles 
the Titans kind of feel they lost their GM because of the AJ Brown trade. And I just think they don't want to be fleeced by the Eagles again. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to happen. The Ryan Tannehill stuff makes a little more sense, but the problem is they need to find a trade partner for him. And, you know, not a lot of places necessarily stand out to a Ryan Tannehill landing spot because they're going to have to unload him to bring in picks or end, or if they bring in a first round rookie, they're going to want to open up that competition. Now, you could just make the argument they bring in the rookie, let him sit behind Ryan Tannehill. That's fine. Um, but any thoughts about Tannehill moving him or anything like that? I think the only way either one of them gets moved is if they both get moved. And they just kind of say, we're going to rebuild. They, they, but yeah, right. If you give away Henry, you've said, I'm going to rebuild. If you give away Tannehill, rookie quarterback, yeah, or yeah. some third veteran, right, then you're saying rebuild. So the only way I see either one of them going is if they have a deal in place for both of them. Um, now, and, and, you know, Jamie's typing in our chat here. Uh, and one of the things he said is Levis to the Colts. I think that makes sense to me. And I've seen a lot of talk about uh, Bijan to the Falcons. I think the Falcons have a lot more needs than Bijan Robinson. And uh, the track record for NFL running backs getting drafted that high is not real positive. Uh, but you could say the same thing for quarterbacks, right? There's a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the top five, 10 picks that don't pan out. Um, I think, the, like I said, the only way they get moved is if they get moved, not to the same team, but they both get moved. And it can't be a team like Tampa, right? They can't afford Tannehill. Tampa's up against it. Um, the Colts could do it, but what are they going to, what are they going to then do? Uh, that's they, also in the division. I don't know. They're yeah. not going to, I don't think they're going to want to do that. And Especially, let's be honest, Tennessee is sixth best team in the AFC at best with those two players. They need to admit that it's time for a rebuild at some point and get rid of the, I think Tannehill's about 36 million a year, so give or take. Maybe it's time to cut bait and start over. But I don't think they do. I think it's all smoke and mirrors in my opinion. I think we're just, obviously it's fun to talk about and speculate, but I think the Eagles are, they're not going to get it. I think the Titans know that their division last year, they were one win away from being in the playoffs. They, I'm glad they missed the playoffs, but if Tannehill's healthy, another year we're trailing Burks, Go get yourself a wide receiver, obviously. Maybe help that offense a little bit more than trading a once-in-a-generation running back. All right, Trey Lance. Poor Trey Lance. Trey Lance last year. Uh, obviously, there's been a couple reports about Trey Lance. Of course, they've been debunked by J uh, John Lynch, but what is he supposed to say? And this is lying season, folks. NFL is fun this time of year because everyone's lying. It's fantastic. But Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Colts. Uh, you know, obviously other teams being rumored to him are like the Titans, Texans, and Vikings. Um, there is a lot of speculation. There could be a Cousins, Trey Lance swap. The Texans, of course, have the coaching staff, formerly of the 49ers on there. The Titans always have interest, it seems like, in this mobile quarterback. They seem like they really want one. Um, thoughts about these landing spots? Anywhere you think would make the most sense? Do you think it actually happens? What's your thoughts? Do they think Brock Purdy is the one? Uh, considering that we agree that they think Brock Purdy's the one, uh, they have to determine, is somebody going to give up the one for Trey Lance? And I don't think that teams are going to give off the, their their number one this year. Uh, now, Tampa may need to, right? They can't go in with, who is it, Baker and, and Trask. <laughs> that's, not gonna, that's not a winning formula. But again, they're up against it as far as the uh, salary cap goes. If the Colts see somebody... Uh, that they truly covet at their, uh, what are they, 1-5? I think they're 1-5. Um, then maybe maybe they find a way to package some next year picks for Lance 
and get him get him in and pass on Levis or maybe trade down, right? Um, somebody wants to come up and get Levis, but um, I, I think that he's going to end up staying in San Francisco. I don't think that they uh, that Lynch is willing to admit that Lance was a, a mistake. They loved him last year, so why wouldn't they love him this year? You know what the weirdest part is? They they just gave up so much for him, and it's so fresh. And I, I, it's just like right now today, there's we the, there's nothing we could say to you that we don't know what Trey Lance really is, honestly. We don't have a clue. But the other thing is the Texans really would interest me, interest me because you would get it an understanding of what would they offer? Would they give up? Would, you, would the 49ers take a second-round pick for Trey Lance right now? Or would they take, would the Texans give up the 12th pick because they do have two first round picks? That would mean a lot to me because then you would say, all right, the 49ers coaching staff that's now with the Texans said, you know what, this kid's got something. We feel like we can go get a stud defensive player early and we'll trade the 12th pick or a second round pick and get Trey Lance. That might mean something there. I honestly don't think it happens because number one, Brock Purdy, we don't know what his outlook is just yet. I don't think they could trade Trey Lance until they absolutely know Brock Purdy could be ready for week one to at least back up Sam Darnold if needed. You know what I mean? They can't just go into this with just Sam Darnold. They're going to need camp arms, especially with Brock Purdy being out. So I would be interested in this. The problem is it just seems too fresh. Maybe John Lynch just says, hey, we'll throw it away. It is what it is, but I don't think it gets done because they need arms, and I do think that it's too early to give up on this kid right away. This one's I'm excited about. DeAndre Hopkins at number two. Uh, the rumors are sur- sur- surrounding DeAndre. He's been very vocal about it himself by saying he w- uh, basically saying he's willing to work with teams on his contract. Basically, it says right here that they could, that a second round pick would get it done. Um, teams that have been rumored to DeHop are like the Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, and Bills. Thoughts about a DeHop trade? Do you think it gets done on draft day? Uh, I would love to see Green Bay uh, take a, a non wide receiver at uh, 13 and trade a second, a later second round for Hopkins, but they can't afford to do it. So we're out. Uh, I think the bills is intriguing, right? Give, uh, give Stefan Diggs somebody on the other side. I think that would be a great fit for them. Uh, but again, it all comes down to compensation. The, the, the Kyler or the Cliff Kingsbury experiment, it's over. He was a mess. Um, you know, good looking cat had that cool draft day hanging out at the house. Everybody loved it. And then they realized He's terrible, right? What he did at Texas Tech did not work in the NFL. Maybe it will uh, down the line, but it certainly didn't work with Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray has turned into uh, one of those shit complaining diva type quarterbacks. And I think that uh, I was in on him a couple of years ago. I'm completely out. I don't want anything to do with him and I don't want anything to do with receivers that he's throwing to. So I think the, the bills are a likely spot. I wouldn't be shocked to see Minnesota try to sneak in. Uh, but again, what's what's the price? Kirk Cousins would love that that other option outside of uh, Jefferson uh, and Osborne as Osborne still comes along. The Ravens, I don't see them making a move unless until they've done something with Lamar Jackson. Uh, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, the, the Titans need something. If they're going to keep those two players, Tannehill and Henry, they need to make a splash. Uh, and I think the last name you've got is basically all the Chiefs wide receivers left on the same bus this offseason. Uh, so uh, outside of MVS and uh, Kelsey and Kadarius Tony, Patrick Mahomes needs somebody, and, and that would be a great addition for them. Yeah, the I, Chiefs- wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Andy Reid to make that kind of splash.
Yeah, the Ra- the Chiefs one does seem to have the most most fire to it. It does seem like the Ravens got Odell, they got Rashad Bateman. I don't think they necessarily are going to make a move to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins if they don't even have Lamar Jackson under contract just yet, and I don't think they're going to go all in there. Um, the Titans make sense. Tim Kelly, the former offensive coordinator for the Texans, they have a lot of there. He also, Mike Vrabel, was around. Um, in Houston a couple years ago with D-Hop. So that could make some sense too, especially if they do a 180 and say, we're going to keep Henry, we're going to keep Tannehill. doesn't seem like they're buyers though. I do think the Chiefs, man, can we just, if that happens, but I think the Cardinals should keep him. Why were you trading DeAndre Hopkins? I feel like you guys have Marquis Hollywood Brown, who's a much better number two than a one. I think you have Rondell Moore, great slot player. Keep him in there. That's awesome. You have Ertz and McBride. Hopkins is that linchpin in a way to uh, relieve some of that pressure from Kyler Murray's injury is have great weapons for him to throw to. So I think it makes zero sense to trade D hop. But I think if it, if he does get moved, I unfortunately think it makes a ton of sense that it's going to be the Kansas city chiefs. All right. Number one on the list. And this one, I just feel like is starting to build a lot more. And this could have major fantasy implications uh, is Dalvin cook. Uh, potentially being either trade it sounds even more likely he'll be released um, after the draft. And I think they've been trying to, we kind of saw last year, this shift in the philosophy from Minnesota. They leaned a little bit more on the passing game with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and Dalvin cooks touches per game came down significantly last year. He's also a player that's on a big contract for a running back and he could be released. So what's your thoughts about Dalvin Cook? Some of the teams being rumored are the Dolphins, Bills, and Chargers. Believe it or not, maybe if they get rid of Eckler, what's your thoughts about Dalvin Cook? Uh, I don't see the Chargers because I think that they're going to have to figure out a way to mend fences with Eckler. Now, mind you, I wrote this, I think last week, I wrote about the fact that NFL running backs do not often get a third contract. This would be Eckler's third contract. So, Maybe the Chargers have had their heels dug in a little bit. I tend to think they're not going to, that they're going to figure out a way to make the Eckler thing work uh, in Los Angeles. So I think they're off the table. I think a, a good storybook ending for Cook would be to be united with his brother in Buffalo. That would be kind of cool uh, for them. That's a neat story, but I don't see that necessarily happening either. I see what, what I think happens is they release him and then they bring him back. Um, now, that's silly because it costs them money on both ends, but uh, maybe that's the way they go about it and make him the two. I don't know that he's willing to be the two behind Madison, but uh, if they've been open to communicating with him, maybe they say, Hey, we want to keep you healthy longer. And, and that's a move that they can make now outside of Minnesota and con- contractually, I've already talked too long about a, a NFC North um, team outside of green Bay. So I've got to wrap it up. Miami has like 17 running back fours. So Cook makes sense, takes a little pressure off of Tua. Uh, It allows Tyreek and Waddle to have a little bit more freedom. Gesicki is gone, so they do need a little bit of help on offense. But again, Miami's just got running backs that don't really do running back stuff. They just got a whole bunch of them. So Mostert can never stay healthy. um, And the, the rest just don't don't impress. So maybe, maybe cook uh, ends up in Miami. I think Miami would be awesome. Let's go. I, I think he'd be awesome in Miami. I, I think he's, he's a, th- he's a legit three down back. And listen, Alexander Madison was, was re-signed for two years, 7 million. That's not nothing. That's a decent contract for a backup running back. 
But I just don't feel like the Vikings – I think the Vikings are moving in a different direction, and I don't think it's smart money putting a lot of money into the running back position for these guys anymore in their late 20s. It just doesn't make sense anymore. And I think more sharper teams are starting to realize that. Plus, Dalvin Cook was a previous coaching staff guy. This wasn't the Kevin O'Connell running back that he chose. And listen, Dalvin Cook's a stud. But we saw last year they could easily – I think they're going to see how the draft plays out. The Vikings are a team to watch for our day two running back. If they go get a guy they like, you could see them cut and bait with uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I do want to search up his uh, – I should be looking at his contract because it would be interesting to see what his uh, dead cap is. So it basically is – I mean, let's see. Post-June, five, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, we wrote about that uh, uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, about the fact that if they did it, they need to do it early. It, but it, it's, at this point, it's it's a lot of dead money. Yeah, um, they save they save so they'll save nine million in cap space with a post a six one release. That's actually not too bad. Um, so there's something there. I mean, nine million is decent. This is twenty twenty three cap space. Um, but we'll see. I, I think the overall that Dalvin Cook is someone that it just seems like there's a lot of conversations. And you don't hear a lot of the like with um, you know, Trey Lance, the GM comes out and says, Ah, we're not trading him. You don't hear that with Dalvin Cook. They're not saying Dalvin Cook's our guy at all. So I do think there's something there, but I think it's more like he gets released after the draft. But that's pretty much our top five potential NFL draft day trades for this upcoming Thursday. Make sure you jump on here on Friday, by the way, folks. 4 o'clock p.m. PST, Friday, me, myself, uh, Sky, Matt, a bunch of us are going to be on the show to break down the day one of NFL draft. Also, make sure you jump on and watch us discuss the day two picks when they come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Have a couple beers, maybe. Who knows? A laugh or two. We promise you nothing, but we do promise you some entertainment. Make sure you follow us across the board at Rasball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And, of course, make sure you jump over to Rasball.com. I want to thank my co-host once again today, Matthew Styles. You can follow him at Styles08 on Twitter. Styles, tell the people what you got coming up. Any, any articles, anything interesting going on in your life? What do you want to tell the people before we go? Yeah, we've got a follow-up article on today's conversation, and then next week it'll be whatever uh, makes sense coming out of the draft. Uh, And I will leave you with this. You'll hear it from me last, Rodgers to the Jets. Love it. (laughs) Thank you once again. I'm Bobby LaMarco. You can follow me at Bobby LaMarco on Twitter. We are out of here, folks. (laughs) 